Hello and welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. This is our tactical debrief where we take a deep dive into Aston Villa 4, Nottingham Forest 2. We take a look at passing networks, average positions. We take a look at the still images of the goals, what stood out for me. We'll go to the tactical pad and have a little look at some tactical analysis over there. And then we'll have all the usual stats, numbers from the game as well. So if you think Villa... Again, I get top four. Make sure you smash a like on this episode. Let's go big with the likes. Let's go a thousand likes on this episode. And this episode is brought to you by SofaScore, the quickest, fastest, and the best football app going. It's better than Live Score. It's faster than Live Score. And then you get all of these analysis and stats that I use on this show on a weekly basis. You get to have a look at the average positions. You get to look at league tables. You get to look at player comparisons. You get to look at individual performances of of each individual player. So to support the channel, click the link that's in the description to this video. It'll download SofaScore for you and helps this channel out massively. So the day after, uh, how am I feeling? I'm feeling excited actually I'm feeling um just really excited and and energetic about Aston Villa and and the way that we're going about things I think we're in a really strong position now and I think we should all be just fully embracing looking forward to to what's to come really and I think we're a really good football team and we saw that yesterday against Nottingham Forest and you know we've all and I think every Villa fan has, has spoke about how we play and our style. And, you know, when you when you actually sit back and look at it and think of, of what that game was like yesterday, there was some really good football, like really good football on show. I think when, you, when you're looking at a game and it was 4-2 and it had that little period of the game where just after half-time they scored and... You, we're all, you know, everybody's thinking, come on, Villa now, let's knuckle down, let's get back into it, let's let's not allow this to happen again. Um, you know, when you look at that, sometimes it can cloud your overall thoughts at times on how you've actually played. But some of that football that we saw yesterday was just enjoyable. You know, you, you, you stood there or you what you're sitting there and you're seeing how explosive it is at times. So, ball out on that left-hand side. Leon Bailey picks up that ball. That stadium erupts when he gets the ball now. You you just feel like something's going to happen. You know, it, it's like the ball lands at Leon Bailey's foot and you're like, something's happening here. Something's happening. And and that feeling of, of having a player that can just, like, explosively erupt when the ball's at his feet, there's there's nothing like it. And then at times when the ball's, you know, going out with long lay and going to power or going, it was going to chambers and it, it, it's slow, it's methodical, it's, it's, per, it's got a purpose. You know, we're not just knocking it from left to right just because there's no pass on. We're waiting, we're waiting for our right moment. There was a time yesterday when... The ball went from left to right, left to right. And the whole team just started applaud, applauding. And the ball was just being passed from a centre-back to a centre-back. But it was the way in which it went there. And then it opened up the field. And Aston Villa were just able to attack. Like, there's so many times now where I'm just 
I'm there in the whole tent and I'm just applauding like play that we're just doing. And we're not even like, we're not even like, like penetrating at that point. But what I'm watching is <clears throat> gaps appearing, gaps appearing, players sort of going out of their position and finding space. And it's just absolutely fantastic. Like to be able to be in Villa Park and enjoy what I'm watching, enjoying the football and appreciating the football. I think that's massive for me. For, for a lover of, of Villa, but then a lover of actual football and the way it's being played, you know, I'd never have thought a couple of years ago I'd be applauding like a little five-yard pass from a centre-back to a full-back or a centre-back to a midfielder. But it's it's the openings. It, the football's great. And what what's also is really good at the minute is the decision-making of the players. Like, they're so in tune. Like, I'm watching Villa and I'm like, right, that ball needs to go to that player now. And it just... It just goes there and it's just like it's so intricate it's so it's so it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant and 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 that's just build up from the back you know that we haven't even got into explosive partnerships with with Bailey and Watkins and and how dynamic we are going forward it's it's the control that I love and I look across the whole Premier League and I don't see I, I don't see many teams going out and doing what we're doing and we're only in our infancy of doing it. We, we're not the finished article. But if you can start off doing the Unai Emery way, then the finished product is going to look something similar to, say, how a city play. And, and that's what we are, the level that we are aspiring to get to, full control. You know, counter-attacking teams, teams on transition. What, what do they do? Well, they allow the opposition to have the ball. And they look to break. They look to be fast and direct and play on the counter-attack. But counter-attacking football is great. But you want to be dominating, controlling a, a whole 90-plus minute performance. And that's what Aston Villa are doing. We spoke about it before the game. And we said, if Villa go out and control the game, Villa will win this game. And Villa went out and controlled it. And we won the game. So it's just absolutely amazing watching us. And, and I, I just think it's... It's so enjoyable. Uh, the goals, the 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 style that we've got, you know, build up at the back, but then at times we can just go one touch, two touch, bang, and and we've we've sliced the team open, and it's so entertaining. It's attacking. It's direct. There's partnerships. There's we've got it all, and um, it's so so good. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go into the Stats first, then the still images before we've done it the other way around. So we'll go stats first. We'll have a look at the uh, passing networks, etc. Um, and we'll see how the tail of the game looked with the stats from it and, and, and the average positions, etc. So we'll go first to Sofa Score. Sofa Score are giving us the stats. So we had an XG of 3.62. They had an XG of 2.61. We had 58% possession, 42% for Nottingham Forest. We had 16 shots. They had 10. We had six on target and they had three. We had five off target and they had six off target. We had 
488 passes and they had 354. 92% passing accuracy for Aston Villa and 86% for Nottingham Forest. We had a 52% dribble success and they had an 86. We lost possession 94 times and they lost it 97. 94 is not that high amount of uh, times to lose possession of the ball, actually. We won 45% of our... 43 total draws, and they won 43. We won 45. So here we can have Aston Villa's average positions from the game. So similar to Fulham, to be fair, where we'd got Longley and Powell quite central. We've got Matty Cash, who's tucked in. We've got a double pivot of... McGinn and Louise, so they are not on the same line. We've got Moreno, who's not too far forward. That's because of they've got that threat from Alanga on that right-hand side. We've got two either side of the double pivot, the eight and the 41 of Ramsey and Tielemans. Ollie Watkins' focal point up top, Leon Bailey out wide. Again, if you want to draw Aston Villa's formation on a piece of paper and what you want it to look like, it looks like this. So again, our style, our identity is coming through. Uh, we're not out of position. We are where we want to be. Um, and look at how many players we've got inside the Nottingham Forest half, which is, you know, really important. So Aston Villa's passing network, this comes from Opta. So we have got the average positions. You can see the average positions of where they are. And then you can see the thicker lines of where more passes are going to that player. So you've got Martinez into Longley into Douglas Louise. Douglas Louise was instrumental in Villa's performance. He had that sort of carrying that midfield, but, but offering so much defensively, getting on the ball, rotating the ball a lot to players such as Ramsey, Moreno, McGinn. We've got Tielemans in there. So it was really important that that he was sort of dictating the play. We've got McGinn, who's the engine, and then we've got sort of Louise, who's the sort like the the player that sort of orchestrates it and just gets it ticking and gets it moving. You know, we've got a big network with McGinn to uh, and Cash, and then Cash to Bailey's got a big network as well. So again, it's a really good network from Villa. Uh, a lot of triangles. So really pleasing to see. Uh, and our build-up shape looks good as well. Here we have the Nottingham Forest average positions. You can see that they're in their 4-2-3-1. And I think 4-2-3-1 is a formation that Villa are pretty comfortable at playing against. I think we really generally play well against a 4-2-3-1. We played well against Man United in a 4-2-3-1. We played well against Fulham in that formation as well, although there's slightly differs when Polina gets left in there on his own and then the two go a little bit further forward and make a four at the top. But this is a 4-2-3-1 and, and I think we get joy playing it. Why do we get joy playing in a 4-2-3-1? It's because our box midfield can override the midfielders centrally. I think if you looked at that game yesterday, Aston Villa dominated the midfield battle. You know, we dominated with McGinn, Louise, Tielemans and Jacob Ramsey. We, we we swamped them, we suffocate them. And then that leaves a 4-2-3-1 playing against Villa leaves their team slightly exposed because if you look at how they've set up here, you've got 14, you've got 21, who are the wingers? You've got number nine, Taiwo, who's their striker, and you've got Gibbs-White. 
So you've got four of their players that are in the Villa half. And then around that halfway line where you've got Villa's average position. So you've got uh, a Luis and a McGinn. We, we've sort of got more numbers in there, so we're able to win that battle more. Yeah, on transition, there can be a bit more of a threat because they're over-committing to our full-backs, basically, and they're, they're high and wide. Whereas for us, it's I think we're more comfortable in central midfield. And I think that's where we're winning games, we're winning battles, we're dominating. You saw from the match preview that we do when we do, you know, that, that graphic we do when you've got the little squares and they're all sort of blue up until the halfway line. You know, Villa are very comfortable going up until the halfway line. So if we're dominating the games up until the halfway line, we're winning that battle, we're having territorial dominance, then that's Villa's strong point. So winning that midfield battle allows us to have creativity and freedom in other areas. So that's something that I noted. Villa playing against a 4-2-3-1, we are... Pretty, pretty comfortable. And then here we have the Nottingham Forest um, passing network. You can see that there's not as thicker lines as what Villa have got. Um, you've got that ball that's going into Murillo and Neocarte, number 40. Um, a little bit, you know, you've got, the, you've got the attacking players, but there's no network there. So you can see that there's a network on that left-hand side with, with Murillo. Dominguez and Danilo, uh, Danilo centrally have got a bit of a network. But really, when you're looking at that left-hand side with Hudson-Odoi, Morgan Gibbs-White, uh, Taiwo, there's no network to, to, to Taiwo at all. And that was brilliant for Aston Villa. He never had a sniff. Um, Gibbs-White, I think we kept him quite quiet. Um, he didn't really get on the ball too many times. He scored a really good goal, which I thought was great. But apart from that, we kept that front line pretty quiet. They, they didn't really break through us at all, really, did they? So apart from that goal, they didn't have no dominance um, and we dealt with their threat pretty well. Uh, Langer and Hudson-Odoi were, were pretty quiet all game as well. So you can see that, and, and this highlights what I'm saying, really. You can see that Nottingham Forest get into that halfway line area and then their game is breaking down. So when they're getting into that central area, Villa are dominating. And then we're able to show our style and keep their front four pretty, pretty quiet. And I think this graphic shows that up until you get to their front four, that they're pretty quiet. So here we have a new graphic from Opta, which is really good. I like this one. And it shows all of the passes completed from a player. So here we have every pass completed by John McGinn and the red are passes that were not completed. And then you've got the oranges, the, the uh, assist that he got. So you can see how dominant John McGinn is in and around that central area. He's only gave the ball away three times in, inside that sort of central area. Um, and you can also see where he gets about the pitch as well. Uh, so from a player that's playing in a double pivot, he's moving out of that position as well, which is really, really important. So another one that I wanted to show you was Douglas Louise. So Douglas Louise is here. He's <coughs> absolutely amazing. Um, again, you can see the ground that's being covered from Douglas Louise. 
you can see the two passes that he gave away um, inside our half in that second half. And that's when Emery was fuming with him, uh, telling him to regain control for Aston Villa. So I really like this graphic because it shows where they where they are on the pitch, where they're moving to, where they're more comfortable. Uh, and it's a really, really good graphic. Uh, here we have the, uh, the XG for Aston Villa. So you can see the bigger bubbles um, are better XG chances. So, um, you know, we, we've got a lot of a lot of XG there, which is really pleasing. And then this is Aston Villa's shot map, which again is really good. The green ones are the goals. The red ones are off target or, yeah, and then just loads of shots going in. So absolutely fantastic. Right, so... One thing that I want to just go to the tactical pad on and just show you um, how I thought it was quite comfortable for Villa playing out from the back. So Villa playing out from the back, I thought was really, really comfortable. And one observation that I had with, with Villa and what they were trying to do was, and this is, I want to highlight this actually, because it's interesting to see how teams play Villa out from the back. And, and it's interesting to see how Villa play teams out from the back. And for me, this was quite poor from Forest, how they tried to stop Villa playing out from the back. So all I really saw them do was it was Taiwo a one-year's position to cut out a passing lane to Pau Torres. But what that does is it's okay trying to shut down Pau Torres, but the ball can go to long lane. And Longley is still a pretty good passer. But what it was is because Taiwo was pressing on his own, so once that ball went to Longley, you know, we'd be quite chill. We'd wait. We'd just bide our time. So Taiwo would come and try and press Longley. Longley would just knock it to Martinez. And then we're away. And then we've got more build-up as well. So it was pretty easy for Villa to play out from the back against Nottingham Forest because it was just Taiwo pressing on his own. And once he's gone and, and gone to Longley, there was times where he would then just slowly jog around and try and get back there. But it was it's just a half-hearted press. So it was it was really easy for Villa to play out from the back. Uh, it's quite comfortable when Villa are playing out from the back when teams will do something like that little triangle that you might sometimes see. But there was none of that against Villa and it was just... It was just pretty, pretty comfortable and pretty easy, really. Um, something to note with Nottingham Forest, you can see from their average positions, you've got Murillo and Neocarte trying to double up a little bit on Leon Bailey, but it was just too easy. And Watkins was getting a lot of joy. And you can see this from the goal, the, the last goal that we scored from their average positions, really, is that this role of Tielemans here is really important because Tielemans presses as well. So when Tielemans presses a back two or two players that are at the back, that's that's music to Villa's ears, really. So I thought that was really good that we were able to sort of use Tielemans in a in a real good pressing way. So we're going to go now and have a look at some of the, the images from the game. Um, and we'll have a look at how we played uh, and etc. And some of the key points I made from this game. So... Absolutely love this. I I loved this. I did. Um, just this this goal just was fantastic. Um, it was Leon Bailey at his wonderful, brilliant self. Um, again, I said on the um, 
the match reaction that it looked like he nutmegged him, but he did something even better. And I, I can't believe how I, I can't believe how he do it because it's just so good. But here you've got Villa. You've got Liam Bailey up against Murillo. You've got Ollie Watkins up against the centre-back. And then you've got Jacob Ramsey trying to get into the box as well early on in the game. But it, this is a fantastic goal for two reasons. One, this little touch here that Bailey does that sends the ball there. But Bailey then goes around Murillo to get that ball. It's absolutely fantastic how he does it. He, so he knocks it past him, runs round him. Not only does he run round him, but then he nutmegs the next player. But one thing that I want to note about this goal is all about Ollie Watkins' movement. So you can see Ollie Watkins here is up against the centre-back. Once Bailey goes through, this isn't an easy goal to score. Because Watkins has to peel off that player. And what he does brilliantly is he goes and then he comes back. And then he's able to find space, drag that defender in. And we've got an absolute tapping. And, and this goal was just brilliant because, yeah, fantastic. Absolutely loved it. So great goal from Aston Villa. Now the next one, Leon Bailey again. This one, and this is what I was talking about. This is what I was talking about earlier, where we play a pass and we just like, what a pass that is. Like, where's that come from? The angle doesn't look there. You know, he's up against three players, really, that are screening Bailey, the one that's buying. But he finds this beautiful pass here to Matty Cash. And Matty Cash takes up a really good position here because he's in space and it's just absolutely. Brilliant pass. Great movement from Cash. And then what do Aston Villa do? We flood the box. We get players forward and we get players in that box, which is absolutely brilliant. So ball goes into Cash. Cash finds Ramsey. Ramsey then finds Luis, And it's just a great goal. Next one we've got here. We've got, note, uh, Douglas Luiz's position that's in between two centre-backs. Uh, and then it's a brilliant cross from John McGinn. Again, a player that's playing in that double pivot. Look where our double pivot is. We've got one of them that's in the box. And we've got the second one that's putting the ball in. So our central players, and this is what we're talking about. We've got a nice position took up here from Yuri Tielemans. But with Villa's control, with our shape at the back as well, it's just a really well-worked goal. And, and just think... We haven't got a central midfielder that's that's in that area. We're flooding the box. We're getting players forward. And it was just an absolutely brilliant goal, brilliant cross. And a player that he's using his right foot when he's left-footed in, in, in McGinn. So quality, quality stuff from, from John McGinn. Now, here's something that I want to touch on that is becoming a little bit of a problem. And I imagine it's going to be something that Villa are going to be working on tirelessly all week, defending set pieces. And it's something that we've been done twice. And it is the same goal that we've conceded. This goal is exactly the same as the Hoyland goal, where Harry Maguire nods it back to Hoyland. 
and it's a same goal. It mirrors it perfectly. You've got Ollie Watkins, who's in the exact same position that he was marking Hoyland. And it's just something that we've really got to be aware of. There's quite a lot wrong with this for me. Villa go man for man and we go zonal. But the problem that we've got is that we're not picking up the loose players and we're not winning that first contact. And it's a problem. So what we've got here is we've got three Forest players. So we've got three Forest players that are in this zone here. Right, so we've got three Forest players that are in this little zone here. But what we've got with Villa, we've got one, two, three, four, five. So we've got five Villa players against three Forest players. Now, surely, as a numbers game, that doesn't really need to be happening. But then what, what happens is Taiwo was unmarked, so he goes round there, heads it back across goal, and we've got one, two, three who are not goal side of a defender anyway. So we've we've got players that aren't goal side. We've got Watkins, who is sort of stuck in no man's land, because if the ball goes over the top of his head, they're going to get a run on us anyway. So I just think that we need to make sure that first contact is really being won. And if that first one's not being won, then second one has to be retrieved. And... I just think we need to really defend these a, a lot better because we can't just be having a header go across goal and someone having a tap in. So I think McVeigh's really got to work on these, which I imagine that he does do, but um, it's not working. Um, and I don't know whether we're not talking in there or we, we, we're lacking we're lacking someone just going in there and winning it, but. We really can't see this happening again because we've got Luton up next and they are very direct offset pieces. Now, if I'm if I'm um if I'm their manager, right, I'm thinking we're having a field day here. So defending set pieces has got to improve this week at Villa, and we've got to get back on track of how we're gonna start defending these because can't have these peel-off peel off attackers just knocking it aimlessly across the box. So that's the only negative for me is this has got to improve. Um, and yeah, I know we're missing concert and, and cars and, and height and presence, etc. But we need to defend better, basically. Right? So there we go. Then we've got this one, which I think is a bit unfortunate how we lost out on this ball in the first place. But you can see... We've got our line here, and Cash is off that line. Um, he's kind of stuck in two ways, isn't he? Because I guess he wants to go there, and he wants to go there. The ball's already been played, so positionally, we've had a little bit of a mare. But it's a great goal. You know, I think you, you look at it, can it be avoided? Yes. Can we win that ball there? Yes. Should that line be better? Yes. But it's a great ball, great run, and a great finish. I think you've got to give him a bit of credit of, of that, that finish was brilliant, to be fair. Uh, and then finally, this is what I want to touch on as well. You can see here, defending, that they're in an awkward position here. And Villa are pressing. And something that gets overlooked is the Tielemann press. Off the ball, you know, it's about watching players off the ball in football quite a lot as well. So... 
Eyes can be drawn to Ollie Watkins, who's trying to retrieve that ball. My eyes are drawn to this man here, who is going to cut out that passing lane, who is going to stop that ball going to Danilo. And Tielemans was class here. He wins the ball, plays that ball. We expose Forrest with that ball from Tielemans. And look at Leon Bailey's starting position. Starting position, finishing position is here. Commitment, desire and aggression. Aggression from Watkins, aggression from Tielemans and commitment from Bailey to get in that box and finish it off for Aston Villa. So a great goal. Villa press was brilliant and I absolutely loved it. So top performance from Villa. Really, really good. So much good stuff in there. And then there's something to work on. The defending of set pieces. That is going to have to improve against Luton. 100% it's going to have to improve against Luton. But brilliant stuff. Great performance. Two wins in a row against two teams that are decent, in good form, playing well. And we've made both of them look pretty average at times. And the fact now that we are top four, looking pretty, pretty good now. Loving life. Enjoy it. Enjoy the season. We have to enjoy this season. Uh, fans have to be able to enjoy the season because we're doing really well. And I just hope you're all absolutely loving it. Um, so that's the debrief. Deep dive into Aston Villa 4, Nottingham Forest 2. Um, and then we'll start all of our content against Luton in the week. We'll have the general content, opposition preview, match preview, predicted lineup, press conference reaction. Uh, so, yeah. Hope you're all good. Make sure you are supporting this channel. If you've got this far and you have enjoyed this episode, please, please, please download SofaScore. You can scan the QR code that's on the screen or you can click the link that's in the description. It helps the channel out and it helps you out because you've got a great football app on your phone that's free. So if you've got live score, beat it off. Don't know why you've got it. You don't need it. You need sofa score. Uh, so support the channel. Help me out. Up the villa.